Hey, Peter. Hey, man. This was a good one. This was a good one. This was a fun. I think I saw you smiling and laughing more <laughs> than I have in, I don't know about any episode, but in a while. I, I mean, need, I need you it. actually were speechless for a minute I in laughter. <laughs> and I learned some things about you. Some like what? Some embarrassing things. Yeah. But you willfully some gave weird those things. Up. Yeah, we got into some deep stuff. These were like, this was stories today. This was some stories. stories. Enjoy. About, oh, okay, that's right. They're about to hear it now. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Two guys that happen to play piano talking about music. Talking about music. Today we're talking about some... Possibly embarrassing things, Peter. I don't know how this one's going to end up. Well, I'm looking at your prompts. Let me just throw a couple of words out there. Weird. Yeah. Worst. Embarrassing. And celebrity. That seems like me. Yeah, that seems like me. (laughs) Well, no, not all together. Those are four different parts of four different prompts that you have proffered as part of our upcoming series entitled Prompts for Our Listeners. So, listener, we want you to leave us a speak pipe about Four specific things. Ooh. So it could be, and don't don't try to put all four on one speak pipe because you only get 90 seconds on a speak That's pipe. Right. I don't know if you knew that, Peter. Yeah. So we need brief stories. That's because we're on the basic plan. And we have four <laughs> prompts. And then we're going to do episodes with these prompts, hopefully compiling a bunch of our listener stories together. Yes. So the four prompts, and, and today, Peter and I are going to talk about each one of ours. Yes. Um, do we need to call into the speak pipe ourselves or can we do no, it directly? We, we have the direct line. That's here. right. So <laughs> Now the four prompts are, number one, What's your weirdest gig ever? Right. So I'm talking about were you at Six Flags over Pennsylvania mm. and you were dressed as Yosemite Sam playing <laughs> barrel house piano on a 99 With an upside degree. down diaper. <laughs> what is your weirdest gig experience? I mm. have some that involve weddings when I was like 18 and saving money to move to New York that are pretty tasty. Okay. Should we answer this or you want to go through, like, should we go, should we want me to jump on that one? No, let's, I want to go through the list okay, and then we can you. go down. Okay. Number two, what's the worst rehearsal experience you've ever had? So again, uh, you can call in to the speak pipe. So go to you'll hear it.com, leave us a speak pipe and tell us what is the worst ex- rehearsal, specifically rehearsal experience you've ever had. We've all had rehearsals that have... I mean, I've had rehearsals where the gig got canceled. It was <laughs> it was so bad. Right. Uh, and number three, what's your most embarrassing performance story? Ooh, okay. So that's right. a that could be a bit of a porcupine. I've, I, that's, a little, <laughs> you know? that's a squirrely little, uh, little porcupine. Yeah. There, Elephant buddy. in the room there. <laughs> and number so number three is what's your most embarrassing? So not the weirdest or the worst <laughs> gig. Or the worst rehearsal. Is it possible there's some overlap between these? Well, yeah. Well, no, one's a rehearsal. One's embarrassing, one's weird, one's uh, the worst rehearsal. Yeah, What's no, the most embarrassing performance? Right. A performance where you were completely embarrassed. I already know, I already know that one. And then... Uh, number four, what's your best celebrity encounter on a gig? It could be a celebrity musician. It could be a movie star. It could be just a local news anchor or something <laughs> where you've had, like, you're playing the piano and you look up and you're like, oh, it's Julie Roberts. Right. Yeah. Oh, Let us know. that's mine. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> Maybe. We'll have to see. Um, all right. Those are great. Okay. So number one, can I state it and then we'll answer it? Go. Okay. Number one, what's your weirdest gig ever? Yeah. For me? Yes. <laughs> okay. My weirdest gig ever was actually my first gig ever. My very first paying gig. I was 15 years old. Yeah. My band director, shout out to Jeff Melsha. Uh, yeah. 
at Northwest High School, he was very supportive and got Go Bears. Yeah, he like he's you know as soon know. as when he when he heard me my sophomore year in high school when he when he start, got the job, he was like you need to start lessons with Carol Beth True, who is a legendary local yep. jazz piano teacher here, and and really got me on the track to even be where I am now. So shout out to band band directors everywhere for being supportive. But Jeff got me my first gig, and it was with a. A lovely um, band. Uh, I think they were. There was, there was something with Dixie in the title, so it's a bit problematic. But it was a sort of. What year was this? This was 1990. Well, I can tell you what year did the Rams come to St. Louis? Because oh. it was the year the Rams came to St. Louis. So I want to say 94 or five. Was Jerry Jones involved with this? Because from the title, Cronky was. So and it was weird. So this was a. It was with a tra- we'll call it a trad jazz band. But that's not what they called themselves. And it was at alt right jazz. It was at the opening of a of a gas station of a Shell gas station mm. at the uh, corner of Manchester and 141, way out in West County. Was there like, a guy, a blow up guy there? This is no. decades before those things even existed here. But it was the uh, the summer that right right before the Rams' first season in St. Louis and. Uh, at the Shell gas station was this trad jazz band, which I had no part of being in. I had, <laughs> I knew some some jazz chords, mostly from Oscar Peterson, Bill Evans. What about like Mar- uh, um, Saints go march? Was it, did you guys play the Saints three times? <laughs> it was that 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 kind of gig, right? Yeah. And then I remember it, you know, distinctly because I was 15, and there were Rams cheerleaders there, like right in mm. front of us for the whole right. gig. So it was such an odd experience. I'm 15. I'm playing my first ever paid gig. I feel a little bit awesome about that. But then also, like, I have no idea what's going on. Because we're playing, like, traditional ragtime, you know, New Orleans yeah. stuff. I've never heard that music, really, right. aside from cultural things and movies and stuff. <laughs> so I'm trying to fake my way through Bugs it. I only cartoons. know some basic chords because I've been studying, you know, the, <laughs> the theory of the stuff for just a couple of months. And then there's, like... And I'm 15, and there's like yeah. six cheerleaders dancing right in front of me. It was the and my dad is. It was our, the like, best. My dad, in the world. <laughs> my dad had to drive me there. We're out in the sun at a shell station in the middle of the suburbs. It was the weirdest gig, man. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty weird. Um, I've got a couple of weird ones, but I got to up my game. I got to find the weirdest one because that's weird. So, um. I'm going to go with, okay, so one of the first gigs that we had, we had a little band when we were, we actually started when we were in middle school still, Mm -hmm. and we kind of, um, it started flowering a little bit into a nice little group uh, by the time we were in high school, but um, when we first started out, it was the same thing, like we didn't know what we were doing, like we knew a couple tunes kind of, but we knew like from big band charts that we were doing, like the theme from Rocky, just little things that we would do, but we somehow got hired to play um, a it must have been 50 year high school reunion because these folks were old, mm-hmm. old AF. Mm-hmm. So 50 years would have been, oh, not that old actually now, 60, like late 60s. Yeah. Maybe it was 60. I mean, well, at the time, this would have been like mid 80s. Right. Like their hit songs that they wanted to hear were from like pre any kind of jazz we knew. And the thing was, all we knew was like the theme from Rocky Chameleon, um, Bumped, Dumped. Because we did that in marching band, you know, uh, George Benson. Yeah. Uh, I don't, can't remember the name. Anyway, like literally it was only three songs that we knew. Um, but, and so like there was some older folks that were like, we want to hear it. Like they're naming these songs that we'd never heard of. Uh, but the thing is, this is University City High School, like 50 year, and it was out at like at like Westport at some hotel ballroom, and they got this crappy middle school band. What genius did that? But because we didn't have a bass player at that time, or our bass player couldn't make it, 
we um Jeremy's Jeremy Davenport's dad, big shout out to Jeremy and to Roger Davenport, got us a bass player that he knew, which was none other than Jeff Anderson. Oh, and that sweet. was my first time meeting him and playing with him. And he was, you know, a little older than us. And so he kind of realized that it was about to turn into an angry mob. Oh boy. If we kept playing Herbie Hancock's Chameleon at you know, over and over. I mean, like we're looping songs, oh, you know. So and so great. he was like Let's play in the mood. They'll love that. And we're like, what is that? He's like, just just follow me. And so we slopped our way through in the mood. That's when I first learned it. And we looped that sucker and they danced to it and kind of liked it, but we're a little bit pissed off. And that was that was the night. And we ran out of there in shame. It could also go down as the most embarrassing one too, but I got another one for that. I got a good embarrassing one too. Well, uh, let's move on to our next prompt, which is what's the worst rehearsal mm. experience you've ever had? I've got a good one ready to go. If you Okay, please. Okay, so when I was a senior in high school, and I might have just graduated in high school, it was right before I was moving to New York. I was in a dance band, uh, and it was mostly uh, like um, Parliament cover band. <laughs> that like Parliament James Brown called Son of Starchild, which nice. was, had a pretty big following here yeah. in St. Louis, which was... Uh, really fun to play and to learn all that music, to learn all like Bernie Worrell's parts and yeah. and uh, all the James Brown uh, stuff was really fun. And just to play like dance music where like people were super into that band and super into dancing and to to play for people dancing every night was unbelievable. And I, I actually miss it. But um, anyway, we had one rehearsal. We had a backup, we had a backup background singer. Uh, BG! I, I won't say her name, but... Um, because we had several in the band during my tenure. But uh, this particular background singer came from a very religious background. And we had one rehearse, one rehearsal. We rehearsed all the time, like twice a week. And we had one rehearsal at this crummy little rehearsal space that's no longer there. It's right at King's Highway down here in St. Louis, right down the street from where we are now. And it was like definitely a fire hazard, this building, <laughs> right? Definitely like going to collapse on someone mm. at some point. But anyway, we're in this rehearsal. And about halfway through the rehearsal, knock on the rehearsal door, and, you know, we think it's, like, some of the other people in the rehearsal spot probably wanting to, like, borrow a, a bong or something. But it's the dad of one of the background singers, uh -oh. and he's a very religious man. Yeah. And he, we find out, was not at, at all approving of his daughter, no. who wasn't, like, young. She was right. probably in her early 20s. Oh, yeah. But, like... She was of age. Yeah, but, she, like, he... So, basically, he came in and spent... Literally an hour and a half berating us. Like, we, like, he was standing in the door, and he was kind of a big guy. And he was just like, we're all going to hell oh, for playing wow. this music. Wow. This is the devil's music. And she's crying and also like, you're right. You know, like, <laughs> like it was the, by far, the worst experience I've ever had wow. in music, maybe. Just to be, like, uh sermoned at in a yeah. really negative way by this dude who was upset that his daughter was playing in a parliament. Spiritually degrading. I Spiritually would say. degrading. And just kind of a weird thing to do. Right. To hold a room full of people kind of hostage with your and we were all so young, so we were just like, yes, sir, you know, right. but also I think at some point someone was like, man, what is the point of this? You right. know, and so we ended up leaving. It was just so awkward and so weird. Obviously that was her last rehearsal with the band. But, right. Yeah. But you know, just in the spirit of all things and well, years later, you guys are still married. You have a beautiful family that you had. <laughs> Glad it worked out. Shout out to my father-in-law. <laughs> he finally blessed the wedding. And yeah. yeah, that's good. Well, that's good. That's great. That's um, 
Worst rehearsal. Okay, so I've, I've probably had some more that I've forgotten because I really I hate bad rehearsals. I don't even like good rehearsals. Try to block much. them out, man. Yeah. I try to block the them out. The best rehearsal is the one at the sound check. For, exactly. When everybody's so. shedded their parts and they just come together. Exactly. But there was one, and I cannot name the orchestra or the conductor because oh, they're, it's kind of a big time. I mean, yeah. bigger than you would think. Yeah. Um, and But not really big because this wouldn't have happened if they were <laughs> that right. big time. Right. But I mean, a re respect. Like if you heard it, be like, oh, you're playing with the such and such. So that must have been great. Uh, well, no, not in this case. And this was with Diane Reeves and the band. And, you know, we've done a lot of these orchestra gigs. And Yeah, you guys are pros at those. Yeah. Um, but we had a conductor that was just, I mean, I don't think he was licensed by any state. Or <laughs> I mean, he was. He should have had his baton taken from him. First of all, he had a baton. That's always a bad sign. <laughs> when they have a baton? Yeah, and when they have a baton. Because a lot of, I mean... A lot of Don't times, all conductors a, have a baton? No, a lot of them just, you know, okay. yeah, go sans baton. It's okay if they have it, but it's a little bit of a red flag sometimes, you know. Okay. And if they have a baton with a case and they open it up, that's a big red flag. In my, yeah. yeah. But, um, but this gentleman, this conductor, and I use the term, both terms very loosely, did not know the music. Like we have, you know, arrangements that have been vetted and like really good parts and, and you know, some of the stuff's kind of hard, but nothing's unplayable. But it's one of those situations where we only had one rehearsal and it was like a few hours before the show. So it was already, I don't like doing those when we're rehearsing. And for Diane, it's hard because she's got to get ready to sing. And, you know, you've got like a two hour rehearsal to do a 90 minute show and they want, they need to take a break and, and you're going to be doing it in a couple hours. It's hard, you know? So we get in there and this conductor, like from the beginning, I, I could tell like he didn't know he hadn't listened to it. He hadn't looked at the oh, charts. Shit. And like we started um, Embraceable You, which is a fantastic Billy Childs arrangement that, that that he did for Diane that we've done a bunch of times. It's incredible. He started it like, it's kind of in eight though, the way it's written, yeah. you know, instead of in four, like a typical um, thing. And so he starts it twice too fast because he's trying to do it in four. And I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah. four. And he's like, oh. But I mean, it was so bad. Like everything that we're doing, the orchestra couldn't follow him. We couldn't, like, I had to start conducting oh, while worst. playing, yeah. like, kind of behind the, because at first I'm trying to cue the conductor, but I'm like, he's worthless, but I'm like, time, like, we're got to do a show. Yeah. So I'm, like, cueing, and the, and the concert master, I'm sitting right by them with the piano, I'm playing, the concert master, we're watching you, and oh, so it no. was, it was horrible, That's and awful. I mean, everything just becomes, like, how can we pull this together just to get through the show, yeah. instead of, like, let's have fun when we get there, and there's yeah. all this hard piano stuff, so I was playing, oh, I didn't man. play well, but we barely held it together but that was bad that's bad. i mean that was it was unprofessional i have a brief conductor story big shout out to the new york philharmonic i have oh, yeah, <laughs> right. yeah right i have a kind of the opposite story once with the conductor I, I had arranged a whole show and it was not classical music it was kind of like along the lines of country music you know for a really great orchestra and there was a guest conductor coming in to do it and i met with them to go over everything and they were like do you like this music and i was like yeah i kind of like this music and they're like well i can't stand it Oh. <laughs> like, and I was like, you know, wait, I'm oh, about to play the show. I arranged the music. Yeah. and But to their credit, like, they did a fantastic job. Like, the score was marked up. And, right. Like, they just didn't like they, it. They knew that, yeah, they were just, like, very open, like, I don't like this. <laughs> I was like, all right. And I don't think, like, they were talking about my arrangements. I think just the yeah, concept yeah. Yeah, in general. And, you know, which I understand. Some of those yeah. pop shows can be a little whatever. Yeah, but. yeah. Okay, next prompt. What is your most embarrassing performance story? I have a quick one. Okay, good. So I'll try I, to think of a quick one, too, I, then. All, all this stuff kind of happened. That's, the, you know, my like end high school career up until the time I moved to New York, I was still finding myself. Yeah. I was doing a lot of various things. So I have a lot of great stories from that era, but I was also, a, a, I was a big guy. I was about a hundred <laughs> pounds heavier than I was now. What? And, oh yeah. I was, I was pushing it, pushing okay. it up there. <laughs> and I had a, you know, one of those keyboard benches that's like an X and it's got a, a board 
uh, like a cushion, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and then yeah. it kind of comes out. I had one of those. <laughs> I had somehow left it outside, and it got rained on. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to just dry it out or whatever. But uh, some weeks went by. It dried out. Everything was fine. It didn't smell. It was just great because I'd left it out in the sun. But uh, come to find out that particle board in that seat had rotted. And I was <laughs> quite large. So I'm sitting down to play a gig. And I literally sit down for the second set. And I go through the X stand and I fall back. Oh, you're okay. And it was the most embarrassing, one of the most embarrassing moments you could. I'm on stage. Did you hurt yourself? I was fine. Did you get a bobo? My ego uh, died a little bit, which was good. It was good. Is that when you started keto the next day? <laughs> keto diet? I might have started keto not, not soon after that. Yeah. Okay. Embarrassing performance. Well, one, I mean, I've had several again, like I kind of blocked them out, but there was one in particular I remember um, where I was playing and it was sort of a gala thing for like a small, it wasn't really a small event. It was actually quite a few people there, but it was sort of a gala. And I was accompanying a saxophone player who will remain nameless because I don't want to implicate him or her <laughs> yeah, yeah. along with me. But basically we ended up having to kind of wait around. We're just going out to play one song. And um, they, I don't want to blame others, but I somehow got- But I'm going to. <laughs> I somehow got overserved. In the oh, that's uh, no one's fault. In your own, come on. <laughs> no, they were like, "You want something to drink?" I was like, "Okay, fine." And like, we're supposed to like everything got delayed, and they kept saying, "Do you yeah, want that something?" Be something you might be interested in. <laughs> well, this was yeah. I got overserved, and it was hot out, and I think I hadn't eaten. <laughs> it was hot. <laughs> it was. It was. We were like in the sort of like tent. It was really nice, and I don't remember. I didn't really drink a lot, but you know, it was just sort of bad timing. I, I mean, was, if we're talking drunk gig stories, then we in a whole episode. <laughs> but then we went out, and I was kind of like, it wasn't something walking up. That I was kind of like, whoa, a little, but I was like, oh, it'll be fine. And we're playing <laughs> famous take five. last words. We're playing oh, take five no. and just duo. And um, somehow I could not play it. I kept playing it like six or four. Like I couldn't stay in five. It's like, boo, boo, doo, boo. I mean, it was just, and I wasn't sure. I was like, wait, am I playing in five? Or am I? And the saxophonist is like looking over at me like, oh, you know, like take five. That's the name of the song. And like, I net, like, I'd play like one measure. I got it in five. And Shout I'll out be- to Paul Desmond. <laughs> Shout out to Budweiser on a summer day. Yeah. Wow, so anyway, I remember it. Like that's one. the only time, I, I, I can't say this is the only time I've dr- I drank before a gig, but it's the only time I think I've ever been. It's never a good idea. That it's degraded my performance at all. It was not a good feeling. It's not a, good, not feeling. a good feeling. It's never a good idea. We okay. slopped our way through it. Uh, quickly, what's your best celebrity encounter on a gig? Um, Like just that's at the gig? Yeah. Okay, well, I wasn't, I was, I got a couple up my sleeve, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you mentioned, um, what's the actress's name you mentioned at the beginning of this? Julia Roberts. Yeah. So she came to a gig with um, the, the guy that she was married with two years ago, that the kind of countryish singer. I'm forgetting his name now. Lyle Lovett. Lyle Lovett. Yeah, sure. They came on their first. I think it was their first date or weekend date. They they were in New Orleans. No like, way. Yeah, she was record. I believe she was doing Pelican Brief or something. She was making a movie. Oh yeah, in New Orleans. That when they were right. there. They came to Snug Harbor. No entourage, yeah. anything. The two of them sat upstairs at a trio gig. I was playing with Chris Thomas and Brian Blade on drums, 
and like stayed the whole set and they came up after well we went upstairs because that's where the kind of dressing room was and I'm like oh we really enjoyed it and um she was super nice and like he was a little salty with us a little bit like protective of yeah sure oh, this is my lady or whatever but i don't even think it was like public at the time interesting or it was just they were there and then like right after that i wasn't paying attention and then they're like oh yeah they're dating now or got maybe got married even like that week i don't know i don't know but yeah. this was apparently like their first like out in public date and they were comfortable doing it in new orleans because you know new orleans for celebrities is kind of chill you know but oh, that's good man yeah, that's, that's a good one yeah i was gonna bring up you know a couple of different presidents too yeah, but, this, yeah, you, but because you, you said that there. i'm yeah, gonna yeah, go yeah. with that yeah no, julie Roberts, what about yours solid. is this somebody named doug by any chance no it's not <laughs> it's not you <laughs> no um my one of my favorites ever I've, I've had a few you know in my time but one of my favorites ever i think i just told you this yesterday i was telling the story to you and uh, our buddy sean mm. was uh playing at the chase park plaza here down the street and uh huey lewis was just listening to the whole set just <laughs> I love chilling and yeah. i got to meet huey yeah. lewis one of my favorite bands from yeah. uh, my childhood so that that's was, awesome that was a really fun time yeah good well, thank you for this. This was a great idea, Adam, um, that well, we ha- that I had. <laughs> let's recap. So let's, yes, recap. let's recap. So, so number you one, to, you'll hear it.com and leave us your speak pipe for yes. either number one, what's your weirdest gig story? Weird. I'm talking weird gig stories. And we're just going to say, like, when you go there, just sort of say which one of these four. Don't try yeah. to pick your one and say, I want to tell you about blah. Number two, what's the worst rehearsal experience you've ever had? Number three, what's your most embarrassing performance story? Yes. And number four, what's your best celebrity encounter on a gig? Right. Yeah. Sounds good. Till next time. You'll hear it.